Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, guys, to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, I did say last week in my um, sort of chat in my Facebook page, uh, if anyone could work out, I gave them a clue. I said this week's episode was about a a first wave punk band from the UK that has heavy metal influences or has a heavy metal connection. No one could seem to get it. And it was close calls. Mulesy and Jeff both had good stabs at it. Um, and then I put a second clue out, and I said um, it has to do with great. Has the grave digger involved? And they still couldn't get it. Well, if you now have clicked on my little link, you would know quite clearly that it's the damned. Now, Tony, 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 I ask here. I hear you asking how. What is the connections between heavy metal and the damned? Well, firstly. Um, on this particular album, The Dam's third album, released in 1979, the first after the band had reformed, they disbanded off the second album and reformed, and David James um, left um, uh, left uh, the guitar uh, position, went off in his own way, and Captain Sensible took over the guitar part. And then, on bass... We have from the legendary New Album band Tank, Algie Ward. There you go. There's one Brian James, not David James. Brian James, um, Algie Ward on the first and only time that he had with the band. There's one heavy metal connection. Second heavy metal connection is that one of the singles off this album, the B side, uh, was. Ballroom Blitz and who played bass on Ballroom Blitz? None other than Lemmy Kilminster of The Motorhead. Uh, he also did play on a lot of the demos um, with The Damned when they formed because of um, copyright names. They were worried about that. So they had a sort of like a tour under a band called Lay Punks and The Doomed. And um, so uh, Lemmy came into the studio and sort of uh, had to play around 
with them. They never used those parts, obviously, on the albums, but they used them for the demos. But he did play on Ballroom Blitz uh, on the B-side of one of the singles, which we'll talk about later on. So, those that don't know who The Damned are. The Damned are my favourite, I think, really, on reflection. I went for a really long walk this morning, and I was listening to the album probably about four or five times again just to get my head around it. And on reflection, it, they are probably my favourite punk band outside of the Pistols um, because they're a lot, unlike a lot of the sort of really heavy socio-economic, socio bands, you know, like the Pistols and the Clash and the Crass and all that, they, um, they weren't trying to change the world. They just wanted to make um, fast, fun rock and roll. They wanted to knock down the walls and rebuild the palaces of the music world. Um, speaking of which, sadly, um, Keith Levine died on the 11th of November. So if you're listening to this, 11th of November 2022. Keith Levine was the guitarist um, with Pill. He did form The Clash, but didn't stay with him. They recorded without him. But uh, he basically took the sound of punk and cred, new wave and modern music. I think one of the most influential and most little-known guitarists who ever picked up a six string and we will miss him uh it sounded me that uh, that day when i found out um because he just was a genius and a much forgotten genius i think as well anyway yeah the damned i think i've seen the damn more times than any other punk band i think probably second only to the stiff little fingers um and they every time they just create fun 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 fast furious fun the later later sort of you know iterations of the band were more gothic with that tripe of an album phantasmagoria um i don't like it at all i, I just don't eloise it, people go oh the damned your eloise is well oh, you know um anyway they were the first punk band to release a single with new rose even when anyone thinks it's the Pistols, it wasn't. It was the Damned. Um, they were the first um, to be on top of the Pops, I believe, and they were the first to play Old Grey Whistle, Old Grey Whistle Test. But, but I, again, could be wrong on that. It was a lot of firsts with the Damned. Um, but yes, so there's your heavy metal connection. So it wraps into this the genre of which we talk about. But I love punk anyway, and this is going to be a little chat about this album because the reason I chose this album. I was listening to it. I literally just put it on about four or five days ago to listen to it again because it's one of my favourites. And I thought, hey, oh, hang on, yeah, Algie Ward's on bass on here and Lemmy's on bass on the on Ballroom Blitz. Ah, yeah, do that, talk about it on the show. Um, other connections were as well um, on the opening track, uh, Machine Gun Etiquette. Uh, there's un, they're uncredited, but Mick Jones and uh, Joe Strummer sing on that. This was hand claps on that song from Paul Simonon. The reason that's the case is they were recording at the sadly now, um, no longer their Wessex studios and where the Pistols recorded actually, but it's where and where Queen recorded and everyone everyone recorded at Wessex studios. Um, I had an old friend whose brother was a sound engineer out that way in the 80s. Brilliant. Um, but they were recording at the same time as the Clash recording London's Burning, and so they sort of being friends. Um, unlike the rivalries that some of these punks pretend they've got, they're actually good friends and they just, um, yeah, chipped in. Um, 
it's also, I think, one of the first sort of, I think what I love about The Damned as well, main, mainly more so than anything else, um, is that they don't want to try and tell you that the government's awful and the world is dead and you're soulless inside and, um, you know, um, break down all the barriers and rebuild them. They sort of, they do it in a sort of more subtle and more fun pop-based way. And I, um, the energy there, it doesn't, then you don't lose the energy. Sometimes when there's too much political angst in the songs, um, and the Clash are guilty of this, they lose the musicality and the fun of the moment. Um, but, you know, that's that's aside, right? The singles of the album were Love Song, Smash It Up, um, and then this, I think, you know, oh, and, um, sorry, maybe what other was uh, the other single? Oh, Just Can't Be Happy Today uh, was another one that they released as well. But um, we'll, go on, we'll do track by track um, sort of later on. But uh, I want to first talk about the um, the moment that this album was released, so 1979. So um, punk is sort of, um, I don't know, it's not waning. I mean, 77 to 79, by then people were, you know, very fickle in the music world back in the 70, late 70s and early 80s. In fact, the whole of the 70s, really. Um, they were looking for the next big thing. They wanted something different. They always wanted something to sell a record. You know, you had a resurgence from Genesis and from Yes and those sort of big bands. Queen were, you know, knocking on the door, running up the charts. Uh, Elton John was, you know, probably musically at his peak, I would honestly say about that um you had the americans um that were um trying to sort of break the uk where the money was they were trying to get so you had blondie and television and um talking heads i mean the ramones had already done it but they were still niche but they were trying to come through as well um you know then of course you've got bands uh, who are um fizzling out who maybe just one album wonders which were fine that's that's fine but there were other bands that were transitioning as well like the police for instance you know the police you know were sort of taking all the wondrous music of the 70s punk and and disco and funk and reggae and not disco sorry reggae funk and soul and and, and jazz and they were making these you know um interesting albums now subsequently to that is that people look at people with long hair who listen to this music heavy metal and they think we're all stupid or you know um and which is obviously completely wrong we're not all beavers and butthead we're not all you know um we're not all whatever they think we are we're just not all that sort of white sneaker long hair stupidity we're not are we we're not all wayne's world that's what i was trying to think of um we're not all bad taste or or, or spinal tap. There's a lot of intelligence, and and I think the same with the punk thing is that people looked at the. They were, no, don't get me wrong. There is a there is a certain resemblance, a certain faction of the musical cognoscenti of the punk genre um, that is, you know, let's say you know a little bit, a little bit Vivian. Um, 
if you get my drift, right? Um, a little bit um, thuggish and stupid, a little bit racist, and arrogant and, and, and um, violent. Um, but that's just the way that the music uh, gets you moving, isn't it? I mean, there's violence in all music. Everything, in some respect, is violence, you know? Um, I read a, a great thing, quote from the Dalai Lama. He said, making a cup of tea is an act of violence. Um, the fact that when um, when they pick the leaves, um, there's bugs, the, the bugs and the leaves get crushed um, and killed. The bush itself is hurt. Um, when the truck transports the the, um, the 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 leaves to the to the factory, um, the on the roads creatures die um fossil fuel destroys the planet yeah you know putting a kettle on and boiling water and using energy to do that is also you know using fossil fuels is an act of violence so everything is an act of violence right so it is the way it is but also though the beauty of the punk movement what makes i, I get very excited about punk and it's because it transfer it didn't yes there are it's still there as it's you know one two three four um sort of um, it stayed still in some places, but it went and it moved very, very, very quickly um, from one um, style of music really diversely into another. I mean, I, you can't. I mean, I talked about the diversity of heavy metal uh, a few episodes ago, but the punk um, diversity is even more so, I think, because and so quickly because it went into new wave and ska and. Um, it went in, you know. You have um, bands writing really interesting albums, like this, like uh, Sham '69 making a concept album. You have the Police, as I said, with with these really intricate um, and uh, verbose um, pat drum patterns and rimless, uh, fretless bass solos, and um, you know, uh, you have. You know, it's not just it's 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 just you know the appeal. This is a great example. As I'm talking about Keith Levine, you know, uh, with all these stark, um, yeah, they got bottles thrown at them. Yeah, um, the some of the the fans wanted just uh, anarchy in the UK all the time, or New Rose, or um, you know, um, uh, any you know any of this sort of that sort of first wave punk stuff. You know, X-ray specs. Or that, you know, they just want. Um, you know, day, day, day turn, day, sorry, world turn, day glow, you know, or the clash, they just want, you know, Jimmy Jane, it, they just, it's, you know, it is, it is white riot, sorry. There are that factor, but, but they didn't listen, did they? They just, they, because like a lot of people, like horror movies is a good uh, analogy for it, if you think about it, a lot of good, mass, um, very popular film directors now, who are really huge in Hollywood, coming through the horror genre because it's easy to make and cheap to make and it's easy to scare and make big money. Um, and punk was that way, I think, for a lot of them. There's a great line by the, the um, Stiff Little Fingers that say, um, that we weren't good enough to be a jazz band. Uh, um, and, and that's what they wanted to be originally uh, until they saw um, the Pistols in Dublin. You know, or was it The Clash? No, The Clash in Dublin. Um, and so, you know, um, things move forward. And this, what this album is why I think Machine Gun Etiquette, which is the album we're talking about, the third of the Dams um, 
long and illustrious career is one of their I think their best albums I think it actually truly I think is their best album because the first two is like um, a young boy learning to play the guitar and he's just thrashing around wildly with his mates you know with some musical direction because one of the guys in the band has a little bit of uh, knowledge like the like the Beatles you know just f- firing all cylinders like the pistols with Glenn Matlock firing all cylinders and then they realise, you know, like anything, like any amphetamine high or any cocaine rush or any, you can't keep up with it. You can't keep doing it, but you want to, but you still want to have the elements of that in there because that's what gets you excited. It's what gives you a hard on. It's what, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, it makes it makes waking up in the morning um, bearable. I think, and so this album is really important because even though it has elements of that in there it's a really well crafted um it, i mean i think this is their sergeant pepper i mean i i've said it before every band every considerable big band or you know influential band has what i call their sergeant pepper moment or if you're in america you could call it their pet sounds moment whatever you want to do i would call it the sergeant pepper moment being british and not liking the beach boys um Oh no, it's not true. They're all right. Uh, their moments. It's a great. Actually, Pet Sounds is a great album. I shouldn't say that. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And I think everyone. And this is their Sgt. Pepper album. It's their third album, which means that they've sort of grown up. And I think getting rid of Brian James or Brian James leaving was a really good move because love your Brian, but Captain Sensible is a far better guitarist. Um, Captain had this love of Hendrix, really, really loves Hendrix and loves um, blues guitar and rock and heavy rock and progressive. He loves everything, really. He's a really smart and interesting dude. And um, and so it was good moving him on to guitar because it, it freed the band up. Now, um, I just forgot, I didn't forget, forgot to mention, where's the grave... You're going to hear, I'm sure, going, where's the gravedigger connection tone? Did I mention it? Well, Dave Vanyan, the lead singer of The Damned, was a gravedigger while and before he joined the band. So there's my gravedigger connection. So you've got your heavy metal connection and your gravedigger connection. I just got sidetracked. Anyway, um, some of the best live shows I've ever seen of The Damned, I took my wife to see, well, then girlfriend, her first gig we saw with her, I took her to see, was The Damned and the Anti-Nowhere League. Now, man, if you don't know who the Anti-Nowhere League is, do me a favor, pause this podcast, come back, of course, you must come back to me, come back to me, people. But go away, um, or afterwards, play anything by the Anti-Nowhere League, of course, the first few albums. Uh, we Are The League, Woman, Snowman, you listen to it, you don't want to listen to it with your granny around or your, your maybe your middle class wife or your um, very sensible husband or your prudish boyfriend or whatever is going to, whoever's going to offend you know, um, I mean personally, I don't give a fuck whether you offend anyone, I really don't um, in fact, viva la difference as I say in Italy um, do me a favour, put it on and that will blow your little minds I reckon but aside that what a great gig that was it was the damned but it was not the original lineup so it was no sensible um, it would I think really the only people that are in the band that I recognise was Toby Juggs on keyboards and Dave Vanyan 
on vocals. I don't even think Rex Gabies was in on, on drums. Now I think about it, um, I'd have to look at that. I'd have to look at that lineup and see who it was. But anyway, so, and again, that that gig is actually on YouTube. Very roughly that it is, you can see it. I am somewhere at the front, bouncing around. Brilliant gig, absolutely brilliant. In fact, I was stuck behind this guy with a massive Mohican, and he was in a Toy Dolls shirt. And they now Toy Dolls, brilliant, brilliant band, brilliant single, Nelly the Elephant, Nelly the Elephant by Toy Dolls. Again, go and find it if you want a bit of a, want a, bit of a laugh. I think it's one of my wife's favourite songs actually. But yes, so um, as I said, it's their it's their Sergeant Pepper moment, right? It's their moment where they mature and they grow up, and they look at their um, selves and go, "Hey, Captain." You can play really well. Why don't you get onto onto guitar? We'll get a bass player from somewhere. And I mean, what a great choice. I mean, Tank. Well, you know, again, if you don't know Tank, are they were one of the new wave of British heavy metal bands. I've mentioned them before. Um, Hound Dogs. Um, their first their first uh, album is um, Filth Hounds of Hades. Is um, one of the seminal albums of the of the new album movement. It really really is it's just um it's again it's that lovely mix of punk and heavy metal so you know it's um it's, it's a must it's a very hard amble to get you can't get on spotify i don't believe you're gonna have to youtube it i think i bought a really nice reissue of it and yellow vinyl with the single um recently actually last year in lockdown um really nice print actually come with a big poster and some artwork it's just really cool um yeah so that's you know that as as i was saying sidetracking myself but growing up they've grown up whereas a lot of the bands i mean i don't know i'd love to think that if the pistols had did one more album they might have had their sergeant pepper moment i think john lydon did with deaf disco um and Annalise and things like that. I think he did um, because it also helps that someone like John having no real musical ability, and I don't mean that to badly towards John. I love him, um, but you know he's not um, he's not picking a guitar, playing piano. He's not musically trained. You know his voice is his voice because he never heard himself sing, and it was his point of difference, and he just wanted to be. He's super, super, super intelligent, and so he just wanted to use his intelligence and get it out somehow with his voice. And I don't know um, if he had been more musically trained, say like Lennon, McCartney, or wherever, would he have made those albums? Probably not. He probably would have gone down the police route and made some kind of mega pop pop song album, like some album like Hysteria or something like that, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. I I I think maybe the, the fact that he was held back without the musical talent made him move forward. You know, in a weird way. So it held him back, but propelled him forward um, into sort of realms of. Uh, I mean, he's a bit cocky, his old John. I mean, he said he, re- he used to reckons he invented hip hop. I mean, come on. You have to. I mean, he may have helped free people to create without a studio backing behind them. Uh, label backing but that's about as far as it goes I think maybe although I do have a really good 
he did a great track called Time Bomb with Africa Bombata, which is really fantastic. Um, and again, finding that's quite difficult. Um, I don't think it's on Spotify, or it might be. It might be, I don't know. Um, but I was really into Africa Bombata when I was a young man, like the electro stuff, um, Grandmaster Flash and the Wheels of Steel, um, you know, Tommy Boy, all that sort of stuff. I really got into that before it got sort of taken over and became rap that it is now you know when the beastie boys and people like that when it was sort of um a mix of different genres when it became you know boats and hose and and attainment and and gold teeth and violence and gun stuff it just got destroyed um i'm sure people love it out there but you know anyway it has its place doesn't it so i'm gonna go now and get a fresh cup of tea because i'm a bit parched and um you enjoy some adverts, uh, you know, and uh, while you're enjoying those, I'll get back in a few seconds and we'll go track by track on this amazing album. See you on the other side, on the other side guys. Bye now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, guys, to part two. So we're going to do a quick round down of track by track. Now, musically, I won't say much too much about it musically because it's punk, it's complicated, it's bouncy, it's fast. I will mention, obviously, some things, 
but um, if you want to just give it a listen yourself but it is a really interesting diverse album uh, it's not like most punk albums of that particular time where you put it on and um, it's one two three and over it goes um, I think the Clash's first, Clash's first album is a and the Pistols never mind the bollocks are probably the two ones I don't sit in that sort of category um, anyway so the interesting thing about this, this song, this album, is they wanted to t- tap into several different musical forms. They do hard rock, they do 60s garage band, they do punk, they do 70s music. They're, for the first time ever, they use a thing called a far fi- a far fisa organ. I had to Google that. Uh, it's basically a um, an Italian sort of ham- version of a Hammond organ. Um, uh, they... The bands that have used it are Blondie, the B-52s, Sly and the Stone, Sly Stone, and Pink Floyd, uh, to name a few. Okay, I think also Adam Holtzworth, when we saw them, Holtzman, Adam Holtzman, when we saw um, him live with um, Stephen Wilson, I think I had one. It looks like he had one playing. He was playing one. They're using lots of different sort of... And the reason I also said before in the first part that I feel this is their sort of um, Sergeant Pepper moment is because they also use, like, sound effects and things to fill out space and textures. It's not just, you know, cold, hard, hard rock and roll. And right at the beginning of the first track, um, you hear Jack... Um, oh, wait, wait, what, what is um, Jack Howarth... Um, uh, he's um, he played uh, Albert Tatlock in Coronation Street for many years. In fact, there's a really good skid song, uh, a B-side, that um, that mentions him. Um, and he was sort of a post-war comedian, and he says "I'll do," and it's like that's his sort of northern hello sort of greeting. And they use that at the beginning of it. Um, and there's also right at the end of "Smash It Up." There's um, a snippet from my favourite. Um, radio play and book of all time which is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and he just rings out at the end it just goes nibble to death by an agape nibble to death by an agape nibbled to death by an agape I can't say that he said it fast guys nibbled to death by an agape there you go that's what I was trying to say anyway there's a quote from, the, from there um, uh, are they the most British punk band of the lot of them I think much more so than the the Clash the Clash were looking to America and the and the um, the Dam were more introspective looking into their own sort of crazy um, British sense of humour kind of thing whereas in America the Clash were trying to run away from it um, yeah it's a bit of a contradiction because the cover of um, Machine Gun Etiquette has them all on at seven, um, in New York at 704 and 4th or something um one of the main streets there in New York is photographed there. So it's just a bit of a contradiction, which is what the damned are, aren't they, really? Um, a couple of songs were written... All the songs were written by the band, but one or two of them were written, helped be written by a guy called Giovanni Dadomi. Now, Giovanni Dadomi um, was a music writer, wrote for NME and Sounds, but he was also in a band, and I one of my favourite quirky one-off hit wonder bands that didn't actually have a single, but were just, you know... And it's actually quite rare to get hold of. It's a band called The Snivelling Shits. Yeah, you heard it. The Snivelling Shits. I've got it on brown vinyl, my one. It's brilliant. Uh, there are two singles of it. I Can't Come, which is... I can't, you have to hear it. I Can't Come is 
it's it's just brilliant. Put a finger up my bum, I can't come. It's really it's about taking too much speed and not being able to, you know, finish off if you know what I mean. Um and then the other one is Is God a Man? <laughs> it's great, great, great song. Is God a man and did he buy a car and all that? It's it's just it's it's just so and of course he I always thought of him as a complete and utter joke because, you know, he's made this he said he'd make a punk band and he did and uh he said anyone could do it and he made the snivelling shits and then he helps write um several songs for one of the most influential um bands of the entire punk movement uh it um really fascinating to me um he you know the the first song the first single off the album which is love song was released in 1979 um it's um it really does show their hard rock chops on this um i think this is one of um it's one of the best single i mean there's loads of sing-along songs on this album but it's one of the best sing-along songs on this album i think um it's really hectic it's really manic it's really dynamic um it, it's in the best punk way it only hangs around for two minutes and 21 seconds it's not hanging along you know it, it's not it's not trying to teach you um Karl Marx um you know Marxism it's just it's just it's not trying to convert you to Maoism and whatever it is it's just a fun song love song it's a love song it's that's what it is right it's just it's just about them writing a love song I mean I'll, I'll one second I'll pull the lyric up and I'll give you an idea all right Again, this is why I think this is also one of their, um, uh, you know, sort of people's moments. This isn't the lyric. I'll be the ticket, you'll be the collector. I got the fare if you're my inspector. I'll be the luggage, you'll be the porter. I'll be the parcel if, you, if you'll be my sorter. Just for you, here's a love song. Just for you, here's a love song. And it makes me glad to say it's been a lovely day. It's okay. Right? Brilliant. Right? Very Beatlesque, isn't it, in that respect? Um, very sort of summery and fun and it is it's there's no it's just a bouncy fun song um and i think it just opens the album in um in such a, a really sort of enjoyable and fantastic way um it leads you know and as i said i also think this is probably what a sensible was because it's one of his first solos on the album what well, is his first solo on the album um as a as a lead guitarist rhythm guitarist he's it just goes to show where, what they could have done. I'm not saying that Brian wasn't a great guitarist, but what they could have done if Brian had said, I'll play bass. You know, one second, let's get my tea. Oh, bugger shit. Sorry, I'm not going to edit that out. Pardon me. I put it behind me on the windowsill, and I'm not very um, supple, you know what I mean? I'm not ambidextrous. I don't have two sugars in my tea. <laughs> Anyway, um, then he's followed by Machine Gun Etiquette. Again, 1 minute 48. Not hanging around, right? Doing its thing, getting there, making you high with musical fun and moving on, right? Um, I've written it sort of a... It's an amazing mix of um, disparate um, musical forms, I think, this one. It's up, it's down, it's in, it's out, it's fast, it's slow, it's quick, it's quiet. And it's all in that one minute 48, right? And as I said, this has Mick Jones um, and 
um, Joe Strummer um, uncredited on the, on this, and uh, Paul Zimmerman doing hand claps um, on this as well, um, and on other parts of the album. So it is for a title track. It's what's daring about this as a title track is a lot of title tracks on albums. Um, you know, this guys can be. Uh, oh, it's a title track. We better make this all the focal part of the album, um, and it doesn't really do that. It's not doesn't need to do that um, because it doesn't hang around long enough. Um, and I, I, it's also um, it's also about um, the fact that the that that the the people didn't want them coming back. They they didn't they didn't think that they could do it. Um, they didn't. They, they could. They didn't think they could. Um, c- could maintain a third album. Um, and I'll give you one second here. Um, here I'll, and it's also. I'll give you the lyric because this is back exactly what it's. Here goes. Um, I remember when you said second time around, you don't wish that we were. De- you you don't wish that we were dead second time around. Um, no more getting pushed around second time around. Not that we've gone underground second time around. What 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 the love song did for me second time around really famous stinking rich second time around love song and what they're talking about there is new rose okay that's a that's a that's a a nod back to the very first punk single release which is new rose which is a love song um, and or anti love song if you want to look at it that way so brilliant really great way of saying hey we're not going away anywhere guys we we are um a seminal member of this movement and this counterculture um and then we move into just can't be happy today um just can't be happy today is something i would expect to hear on their black album it sounds musically like it's also from um strawberries um the later albums uh it's sort of I feel it sort of sticks out a bit on this album. It's a brilliant song because it's getting sing along. It. Um, what I mentioned is Dave Vanyan on this album as well is not not so much um, falsetto anymore. He's more sort of your baritone vocal range. That could be down to um, he's learnt more as he's grown recording, or he thinks that that's not something that is necessary anymore. Um, within the musical genre that they're playing in, um, great. Uh, here we hear the Farasi, uh, Farfase um, organ really well. It really bangs in and here, and um, it just goes again. Being played by Captain Sensible, what, you know who is by the way live, brilliant. Um, just pumps away. I mean, now they don't. They have a keyboard player now. I said they have Toby Jugs. He plays on. On keyboards now has done for years, but before, but that, back then it was it was um, Captain. Um, and listen to this great lyric, right? Um, the the and it's a, there's a great spoken word bit that comes in, right? Um, the, uh, I'll read it to you one second. I wrote it down, but can I read my own handwriting? No, fuck, I can't read my own handwriting. Here we go. Um, oh, great entertainment, eh? Great entertainment, guys. I just can't be happy today, right? And it's and then it goes, it's a really good. It's like it's like a really pounding organ, and then it comes into this sort of frantic, almost War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Um, sounds like he's announcing the end of the world, right? Um, 
and you can almost feel the power the power behind it the church is in ruins the priests hang on hooks the radios on ice the telly's been banned the army's in power the devil commands illegal to dance forbidden to cry do what you want do what you're told and never ask why it's just you know ignore all the fools they don't understand we make our own rules I just can't be happy today um just I'll say that I'll read it out slower because I said read it a bit fast here we go <clears throat> my best thespian voice <clears throat> um here we go. The church is in ruins. The priests hang on hooks. The radio's on ice. The telly has been banned. The army's in power. The devil commands. Illegal to dance. Forbidden to cry. Do what you're told and never ask why. Um, it it just has this feel that it should be on one of the other albums. It's really um, dramatic. Uh, it's really, um, again, great sing-along. Just can't be happy. Just can't be happy. Just can't be happy today. It's a really... Wow. I should be in a band, people. Um, it is... I think one of my top favourite songs on the album. Probably my third favourite. But it's, again... Um, it sort of has that sort of desperate new wave sound. That sort of XTC sort of cornered. Um... So, so perfectly well um, but it's not that as odd as an XTC album um, by the way I, f I really fucking love XTC um, but it is it's a, it's just an interesting one right it's just an interesting one and then we move into Melody Lee it's very windy outside guys if you can hear that Melody Lee Melody Lee um, I didn't know what Melody, Melody Lee was about for years I had no idea. Um, in fact, I only found out about what it actually is about and what researching this for the show, which is really nice for me. I learned something. So um, there was a British comedy, a British comic, a girls' comic called Bunty. And oh, it's not a girls' comic, but it's a British comedy called a comic called Bunty. And in that in that magazine, there was a comic strip called Melody Lee, and Melody Lee was about a dancer um, who was being coached by an ex sort of dancer and it was really creepy apparently it's quite creepy I've never read it but according to the thing it was quite creepy um, and they sort of removed it from the comic and Captain Sensible and his then, then, his then girlfriend went and um, protested outside the um, uh, there, was a, there was a protest to put Melody Lee back into the comic it was the same time as Sid Vicious's first London solo gig um, and so he didn't turn up for that uh, which is interesting. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I mean, it, it's crazy, isn't it? But it is. Um, the lyrics are all um, taken from speech bubbles and um, uh, um, what's it called? Um, the storylines of, of the comic Melody Lee. There you go. And again, it's a good sing along. It's really fast. Um, it's got. It's very jaunty. I think I wrote in big red letters "jaunty" in my book. Um, I mean, the lyric itself is nothing complicated because it's from the comics, you know. Um, uh, Melody Lee, a broken man and a broken dream. It must be, it must have been a change of heart. Your life was cruel. They called it art. So basically, they're talking about the comic being um, cancelled. There, Melody Lee, you need a nuke to set you free. You know, you you know you can't cheat tomorrow. If you hide any sorrow, medically you've got to find your secret enemy. So this is the weird stuff that was going on. Like, uh, so 
I did some more research into the comic strip and it was, yeah, sort of like about, like also spying almost, like a dancer being coached as a spy, I think. Again, do your own research, but that's what I saw in the very small bit of paper, a little link on Wikipedia that I could find. Um, doesn't really matter. I loved the song before I knew what it was about. I think I love it even more now. They just Because I was in a band for a little while and I was in many bands, but one of the bands I was in, um, we couldn't think of it. A fucking lyric. We couldn't think of a lyric at all. And the band was called, now, hold your horses here, Spunk. All right? Yes, it was a punk band called Spunk. Um, it was nicked. I think the Pistols had done something similar. Um, anyway, what we did, James, the guitarist slash bass player slash singer slash drummer slash everything, um, can you see I hold some grudges? Probably not. Anyway, um, I, I don't hold them anymore. I put them in my pocket and occasionally play with them. Um, I get them out and throw them at him. Uh, he couldn't think of lyrics. So what he used to do, he used to get newspapers, headlines out. And there's, a, there's an art form called frotage, where you just, uh, which was invented by um, Max Ernst, where you, you put like canvas on canvas in different patterns without, you just don't, it's random. And, and you glue it in strips onto canvas and then you paint pat, um, back, uh, you know, um, backgrounds and creatures and, 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 you know, landscapes into it. It's called frotage. Um, and Max Ernst is my favourite painter, of, of, I think, of all of them, really. And so I was really studied him when I was at art college and we did that. And I remember thinking, oh, this is, oh, God, it's how wanky. Oh, this is oral frotage. <laughs> and I said to them, if we have a first album, we should call it oral frotage. And he looked at me as if I was some kind of, you know, I don't know. I had eight legs and two heads and come from the planet Zod. I don't know. Um, anyway, that aside, that aside. He also got me kicked out of from um, from a Chumbawamba gig because we were backstage and um, uh, and uh, he got tried to crack on to um, the lead singer of Elastica. And at that time, her boyfriend was um, Mark Lamar. If you ever watched um, Shooting Stars, 50s throwback Mark Lamar. And uh, he, I told him not to, and he kept doing it. And then these two bloody big Tongans chucked us out into, into Camden High Road. Um, by the way, my wallet was back, it was in my jacket in the venue, which they wouldn't let me get. So I had to walk home from North, from Camden Town to to Hendon but we stayed overnight in Willesden in his grandfather's house and uh, his grandfather would let these guys in to use his phone their phone to do some what he thought was pizza delivery it turned out to be drug delivery so the, while I was sleeping on the floor the dwarves got, got kicked in I got forced against the wall I got searched an, eight, an 85 year old man is searched it turns out that they made a mistake I had to fix the door let me tell you I didn't sleep after that um, it was hilarious after the fact right anyway that aside oral fortage so um that's what um we used to do all right um and i think it's sort of a bit like the melody lee thing you know anyway moving on strange story aside move to the next one a cracker a cracker a cracker of an album of a song four five stars out of five is song for me if you really want to um i want to uh distill um late punk to early uh, hardcore um, you know, in one song and its essence to be trapped forever, and then and then to define it and study it. Anti Pope is the next. Is it? 
Um, it is a tremendous speed-driven anti-religious song, but, and here's the big but, um, and I like big buts. No, I'm joking. Um, I cannot lie by that way. I cannot lie. Uh, the the, the it does not say he's, he's anti it's an anti-catholic lyric but he doesn't say that he that he thinks that the people that the followers they're fine the people that believe it's fine it's the people above the followers right it's what he's trying to have a go at okay i'm going to read you the entire lyric bear with me okay bear with me you might go oh god why is he reading me the whole lyric i'll read you the whole lyric so you can get an idea so you don't you said okay I'm going back to church tonight. I'll get just like back when I was eight, but I don't mean to pray. I'm going to nick a collection plate. I've got nothing against the church, only people that go there and show their plain ignorance and don't understand. A congregation at weekends. Where is it? Sorry. One second. Oh, it's always the case, isn't it? You know, um, technology. One second. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, ignorant uh, uh, congregation at weekends will change their behaviour. So many people are weak and have to seek answers from the peddlers of hope. I should know. I used to go there myself. That's why I became anti-pope. There's going to be some fun tonight. Sp- spreading news around the town. The vicar's a transvestite with a fetish for robes and gowns. I've got nothing against the church. Only people that go there and show their plain ignorance and don't understand. Let's see, it's basically, oh yeah, religion doesn't mean a thing, it's just another way of being right-wing. I think sex films are okay, I don't dig that Pope, no way. I've got nothing against church, only the people that go there and show their plain ignorance and don't understand. So basically what it's trying to say is, it's not having a, well, it is having a go at the people who go to church, but it's saying that you're going there blindly. Um, he's not having a go at, at um, the... Organised religion as such. I think it's just Catholicism. Obviously, I think maybe Dave was... I don't know if he was Catholic or not, and he had issues. Sounds like... If he wrote it, it sounds like he did. Sort of a Dave song. It's basically saying, um, why go one day of the week and change your views of life on a one being there for just one day, for one hour of your day? Um, How does that control your thoughts? I think that's basically what he's saying. I mean, I read somewhere that he was... Uh, he said... Well, the band said it was not about the followers, it was about the church. But then you read that lyric back again, and it does sound like, if you read the lyric like it says there, um, a congregation on weekends will change their behaviour. So many people are weak and, they have, and then have to seek answers from the peddlers of hope. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that the transvestite bit, though. That does make me smile a bit, I have to say. A congregation on weekends will change... Yeah, see, that's... I mean, I... It's still, for me, one of the best sort of, um, as a sort of, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, I've got to run out of words tone. It's the, it's a really good, um, um, I keep saying um, what's going on today? Hang on one second. It's a good way, if you want to hear what punk really is and where it was going, is listen to Anti-Pope. Because it's not like crass where it's just screaming at you. It's not like the pistols where it's like looking down at you. It's not like the clash that are, that are, are you know, middle class. And I shouldn't be rude because I love the clash. But there was a bit of sort of like um, 
a little bit of contradiction when it comes to the clash and um you know a lot of those sort of uh a lot of those sort of political political bands of the late 70s they weren't you know this is probably as political honestly as the as as the damned will get really if if i think about it um and he also the the album was sort of um banned from radio 1 um because of his and it's a lot and a lot of the singles because of the the anarchistic um overtones uh smash it up was banned um from radio 1 but it was that's really good because the more they banned it the more singles they sold uh, that was often the the case let me get my diary i've got a new diary by the way if it's a bit noisy um because it's, it's i'm just getting it used to it and uh and so I don't know the sort of noise it gets. You can't go into a shop now and say, can I have a uh, a silencer for my notebook? <laughs> I don't know if they'd make them. Can I get a silencer for my notebook? I want to do, I want a covert notebook, please. Um, yeah. So then we move on from there, from that brilliant song. Fantastic. Speed, fast, fun, um, but anti-corruption of, of, of the church and about his loss of faith. Fantastic. Well, not fantastic, he's lost faith, but you know what I mean. Um, and then we go on to these hands. Now, I've written three words here. Odd, odd, and odd. Now, again, really, this is the most, I think this is the most Pepper-esque, Sergeant Pepper-esque moment. Um, it really sounds honestly like... Um, and you know the trap when I say it. One second, I'm just going to... Am I mixing too high? One second. It really sounds like being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Um, it is, it really... It's almost like they've sort of channeled that particular... I mean, that's one weird song. It's actually my favourite on that album. Um, it's very weird, isn't it? And so, when you... If you hear this song, I'm not going to say much more. I want you to listen to it and see if you hear this particular... Um, if you hear this particular sound i mean i just think it's sonically uh lyrically um it's just weird just like this song is there's you know you don't get much more strange than that particular track i don't think um i mean actually my favorite three favorite Beatles songs um norwegian wood um maxwell's silver hammer and for the benefit of mr kite it i think it's just slightly crazy um, and this is slightly crazy too, and it, and it is odd, odd, and odd. Uh, I don't want to say much more about it because I, I think there's, you know, um, it just gives me the creeps a little. It's a bit creepy, I have to say. Uh, I found it off-putting um, the first time I heard it. I used to, and it, when I have it on vinyl, I often skip it. To be honest, um, moving on to Plan Nine, Channel Seven. Oh, this is a good live song. This one. This is, this is. This is Dave Vanian really channeling into Phantasmagoria and the Black Album and his pre-goth image. You know, he's always been a bit gothy, right? But he's like really gothy in this one because he has this real fa uh, fetish and fant uh, fant uh, fascination with um, Vampira, the 1950s TV hostess. She's also in Plan 9 from Outer Space. This is a play on it. That's why it's called Plan 9 Channel 7. Um, it's basically about He's, it's, a, it's an homage lyrically and sonically um, to uh, to Vampira. Um, not Elvira, of course. We all love Elvira, 
but Vampira is like the pre-Elvira, right? Um, and there's a beautiful lyric in it. I'm going to find it. Here you go. She plays her mouth into a smile and offers that he stay a while. Two hearts that the best is one and eyes that hardly ever saw the sun. Hollywood babbles on. She lays a reef of lilies on his grave. His flame gone along with a love he never gave. Now, that's lovely because um, that's... Um, Vampira was, was uh, the lover of James Dean. So it's really lovely because that's his, that's her laying a reef on his grave it's her loss of his his love and then of course um and then it moves on to the fantasy and the strangeness of edward edward wood um movies edward movies you know like plan nine and so on uh i don't know what the channel seven thing is because i don't know if it's connected to plan nine from outer space it's been a long time since i've seen that movie maybe they couldn't call it that and that's why i don't know um uh, lovely two-dimensional comic clips hollywood babbles on on and on and on and on channel seven with shades of gray too close but two worlds away plan nine hello may too close two worlds away it's really um it's a lovely sweet song i mean i used to sing along to that as a teenager and i had no clue what it was about i mean i've only i mean i've known for years it's about plan nine from outer space as i've got older well considered one of the worst movies of all time and Truly, um, as Seinfeld says, you know, you've got to see Plan 9 from Outer Space on the big screen, and you do have to see it on the big screen, with Tor Johnson and Bela Lugosi in his last, one of his last movies, and um, you know, Vampira. It's just, it's just wonderful. Um, Edward is a crazy, crazy director, and you know, you could dig out and have a look at these movies, but do go and see Plan 9 from Outer Space because this song was inspired by it. Also, I think. Um, in fact, it was. There's another song inspired by it um, on the first um, Adam and the Ants album. And I don't mean Adam and the Ants as in Prince Charming, Prince Charming. I mean proper Adam and the Ants when he was a punk band. And the album is the album's called Dirk Wears White Socks. That's S-O-X. Um, uh, that, my friends, if you want a really interesting punk album, jump into that and listen to Catholic Day, which is a song about the assassination of... Um, of um, Kennedy and it will chill you it is chilling yet entertaining okay there's also a good Plan 9 from Outer Space tribute as well on there so now musically what I've written here I've I've put the band turns here from punk to goth I think that is really where it does turn I said before they turn but it's even more so here um, yeah it's 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 definitely it's definitely a winner that song it's also like a nice way to fill the album i mean it's really at the moment the only only filler for me is um as i said the only one that find i find is these hands which i find a little bit odd there's a bit of there's a right bit at the end of these hands where it goes shut up or stop laughing or something like that and it's like this really just cuts dead uh and it's it's just freaky um okay then we go on to oh yeah whatever i've written um textually fast great organ wonderful fade out of the end for the organ for this particular track um then we go on to noise 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 so noise 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 is uh a two and a half minute homage to the difference between music and noise and i it's how i feel at gigs isn't this song here guys and that's how i feel at gigs because there's a point in a gig where you can't even with the best 
and I've got really good hear, hear, ear protectors, you can't hear some of the notes, the vocals or anything. You're just in that moment and it's just, then it becomes just noise. And, but it's noise that is wondrous and heartwarming and moving and powerful and aggressive and and sexy and and scary and and dynamic and everything you can all the you know moving words that you can think of um and it's just it's basically the lyric between is it's basically them singing though know, they want noise music music for zeros noise for heroes and noise 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 again a great sing-along what the damn do really well and i haven't really mentioned this before is their sing-alongs are usually in triplets noise 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 damn damn damned um you know um they just seem to be three words sing-along um not all of them but it seems to be the way they work and it just it, it's just joyous right um where and it also is weird because where plan nine is going forward to the future of their gothic sound noise 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 sounds like it should be back on damn damn damned or music for pleasure their first two albums it really sounds like it's come from that and it might be it might be in a leftover something from the live show from the 70s you know mid 70s or from their recording uh, and couldn't get on to the first two albums which might be the case because it does sound like it's something from that those albums joyous and and fervent and fever filled and just um Lurid. I think that's a good word. It's lurid. Um, it's just. It feels. It feels like amphetamine-filled, cocaine-inspired um, 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 pogo madness, and and that's what I, what I love. It. It's what makes me love punk. It's what gives me joy and 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 and, and brings me warmth to my heart. Um, we've got to march on because we're running out of time, guys. But um, then we look at um, looking at you, which is a uh, a really good cover version of um, and Motor City Five single, uh, sorry, song off the first side of side A of this of, a look, uh, of their first album, um, uh, which is Coming to America, and it's just, you know if you don't know who the Motor City Five are, you should do by now if you listen to this show. They were on the they're still on the uh, the FBI or CIA's watch list. They were at the you know they were the first people to swear on a record in America. I think when they kick out the jams, motherfuckers. Um, um, they are proto-American, like the Kinks were the proto-British punks. MC Five the proto-American punks, um, like the Tubes and so on. And they just they make they sort of took. The Grateful Dead and the hippie idea, um, and took Deep Purple and and, and T-Rex and um, rock and roll and blues, and they just sped it up to silly disc speeds and and uh, for that time and in the seven early you know sixties and early seventies and created a sound that was so unique and so scary for people that they got banned all over the place and it was appropriate that looking at you. Is on this album. Um, I'm not going to discuss the music. I think you don't need to. I'd want you to listen to the original, then listen to this. I think it's very fateful. They haven't mucked around with it. Um, clearly, just um, punching back to their influences, right? And then we end. Um, now we've got liar. Sorry, then we have liar, liar again. Liar, liar, liar. It's a three-word chorus. Again, it feels like it should be on the first two albums. It's 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 an album with contradictions. It's up and it's down. It's back and it's forward. It's looking forward to the future. It's looking back to the past. 
There's a great lyric in it. Um, I'll send your mum to bed to find if your sister is frigid. You ask me, I said, I, and I said, I just said, yes. I, I, I just like, it's a, it's a, you know, crazy lyric. One second, I think I've written up my handwriting tab. One moment. Here you go, guys. Um, yeah, see, I send your mum to bed to find if your sister's frigid. You ask me why, I just lie. I lie, lie, lie. I love that. I smoked your last cigarette. I said that someone else did it. I just, it's just, it, again, it's, um, it's that youthful exuberance. I mean, they weren't young, these guys, when they were writing this album, in probably mid-twenties. But it feels that they were just channeling their teenager, you know? Just channeling their teenager. They love spending hours watching television. I sell the best lies, and then I call up your, up your crepid politicians. I'm a liar, liar. I never tell the truth. Uh, it's just, it's just, I mean, again, um, it's just about the exuberance of youth and the hubris of youth, right? And they don't want to tell you the truth. You know, it's like that great lyric from um, um, from New Rose. You know, uh, uh, not from from um, uh, from what's I want to I'm going I'm going a bit big blank because I'm old. Sorry, it's a there's a great lyric from one of the songs on um, Music for Pleasure, where it says um, probation uh, probation officers said you ain't so bad. Um, I'm gonna I've got my records. I'm gonna play them loud. You know, it's just it's just like it's very youthful and you know aiming at the sort of well the Borstal crowd as my brother would call them um, which is like a youth prison in the UK in the 70s very nasty place the Sham 69 wrote a great song called Borstal Breakout I highly recommend you listen to that as well um, so moving on from there we're going to finish on to on the last song on the album which was the big single of the so- album which is the song that most people know the band for um, which is Smash It Up Again, brilliant sing-along song. It's in two parts. The first part is a one minute, it's like a 30, 40 second guitar medley just on its own. It's just, it's just, um, it's just Captain playing a beautiful guitar medley. Um, and then the second part is about, it's anti-hippie. Like, sorry hippies and, and people out there it's anti hippie it's about they, they, they reference um, the Glastonbury hippies and they reference um, your um, fluffy hairdos um, it's it's paradoxical song really isn't it because um, they, they're sort of playing up on that anti hippie thing at the same time you know there's there's um, sorry the I don't know if you can hear this, but the bloody gardener, every time I go to record, the gardener's... I haven't got a gardener, I'm not posh. This is the gardener in a complex. It's mowing. Um, anyway, so, you know, on the other hand, you've got, you've got um, Captain, who loves Hendrix, who's, and you couldn't get more hippier than Hendrix, really. You know, because um, you've got to remember, these guys, I was thinking about this the other day, these guys grew up, it, punk just didn't happen to them, they didn't suddenly get born and there was punk. Um, they grew up they were in their 16 and 17 when punk happened they would have spent their youth listening to their parents music or music from the 60s and 50s so they had this influence already whereas kids in their 80s and 90s who listen to punk now call themselves punk well they that's what they they didn't they aren't influenced they're not going anywhere they're not influenced they're not moving forward because they're not looking back at other things they just go I only listen to punk and it has to be four chord, three chords and da 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 and over, and so they don't have, they don't have the influence those guys had, and that's why um, it's a contradictory in a paradoxical way that they are sort of anti hippie in this song. 
Um, it's just having a go at the countercultures, and it's it's an easy thing to do, isn't it? Really, it's like xenophobia. It's an it's an easy um, um, reference point to sort of use. Um, the organ on it though is just heaving. The organ in the background pulls this song along, and that wonderful, wonderful sing along. You know, ooh, ooh, smash it up, smash it up. Smash it up! It's so sing along. You can't help yourself but sing along. It does sound like you know, and it, it'd be a, it's a live crowd favourite. I've seen the damned a handful of times, and every time they play Smash It Up, they always do. Just like they play New, like they play new Rose, and and so on. Um, you know, um, and it's just and Ballroom Blitz. It's just, it's just one of the best songs they ever produced uh, because it's just free. It's free. It's it's intelligent it hasn't hang around it's wonderful sonically the bass part I mean I haven't really talked about Algie, War, Algie Ward's bass parts with this but it, and, and, and also I mean Rats Gabby's on drums Rats Gabby's on drums is just immense in this he got a small kit but he makes that kit sound like he's like 32 piece right um, and Algie Ward just is just you know he's always been an amazing he plays the Explorer bass you know he played with the Saints for a little while in Australia right here um, so you know he's been around a bit before he got to there um to the damned so just a you know brilliant um brilliant ending track it was banned again by the bbc because of his anarchistic um overtones what i say to that a lot, a lot of bullshit really you know you know that i mean nowadays you can say what you want it's incredibly stupid but back then it was very sensitive um because we were just post-war and britain still had its its nose up its own ass um to some extent um you know, couldn't see the wood for the trees a lot of the time. Um, I think this is almost like a punk prayer. I think this is almost like something that, if you had a punk church, this would be the one that was that would be singing to praise um, the, the the altar of punk. It really is. It sums punk up inevitably, you know, incredibly well, and inevitably in the one song, smash it up. You know, break down the walls of 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 um, of musical. Um, boredom and, and and break down the the boundaries that stop people from recording because you're not you know Mike Oldfield or Peter Gabriel or you know and and that's not a go at them I love Mike Oldfield and Peter Gabriel but you know what I'm saying it's just saying that you don't have this you know Oxbridge Cambridge connection you know you you know it's you know because like the 50s the teenager was born like the 70s music suddenly became the paradigm and the ownership of the youth the proper youth they suddenly had money they suddenly were working they suddenly had pocket money more of it and the music was in the, the, the those companies wanted that money out of their tight denim pants and into their over uh, abundant um Quaffers uh, offshore in Qatar somewhere or something, or the Canary Islands. That's where they wanted their money. And the truth of the fact is um, that that means that they control what has been bought. I mean, people will say that it's the other way around. That the record player, the record labels manipulate the youth. I think that's complete bullshit. I think I think that the youth manipulate the bands. And manipulate the record companies that manipulate the parents and manipulate the airwaves and so on it's a knock-on effect but it starts really from those feet that walk into the store to buy that record that you know because yes you yes there is influence and you can be influenced and these people are influenced but when your money was very tight 
you would spend it on something you truly wanted. You wouldn't you wouldn't just splash it on some shit. Although you, we did, of course we did. I mean, I bought some stuff and very dubious stuff. I, I can't mention I can't mention on air on the air now. Um, maybe one day when I've had some counselling or something. But uh, we've all done it, right? Um, but you wouldn't do it again. Anyway, summing up. Sorry, I've gone over a fair bit of time this time. But it's a cracking album. It's worth every minute of its thirty-odd minutes runtime. It is the Sergeant Pepper of the pump of 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 the Beatles, of the Damned's um, catalogue. It is that bridge from their exuberant youthful punk to their um, introspective, goth-driven, cure-esque side sort of um, sideshow freakery that they did in the later albums. Uh, it is that I think a brilliant lineup. It was really sad that uh, Ward didn't stay with them, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, I'm just gonna say, go grab it. It won't take a lot of your lifetime up to listen to. Yes, it's not heavy metal, but there is heavy metal connections, guys. And you know what? We have to spread our wings and enjoy other things, don't we? So, hope you enjoyed that. I've bothered on long enough. I may have got something wrong as as I often do. Um, hope my the book wasn't too loud. Click, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, and the, the gardening wasn't you know, in, you know, too much in the background. Anyway, that's me for the afternoon. I'm going to go and watch a bit of um, TV and lounge around for the rest of the day. This is, I'm recording my day off, and uh, often I enjoy looking forward to recording. I also enjoy doing nothing as well. So, talk to you soon, guys. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.